Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I have an interview with Dr. Anthony Hussein, and we're going to dive into a few things, but uh, we give you a little bit of an inside look of what he got from the Florida Mastermind from the first weekend down in Delray Beach in January. Uh, as this comes out, we're having our second meeting in St. Augustine, Florida, and we've got two more this year, uh, one in Sarasota and one in Key Largo. Uh, we will be having a 2023, so keep your eyes out for that. If you're interested in, in just getting some of the details, email me, Kevin at moderndeskjockey.com. Uh, but in this episode, we discuss how someone at the high level that he's at still looking to grow and grow exponentially and what he got out of the mastermind. But then we also dive into uh, something he's developed for his practice to really increase the patient adherence. And it's it's fascinating. You know, here's someone that he tells a story that I really found interesting uh, and how he used that story from the past to build something for his practice that has uh, transformed it. And uh, he's going to actually present about that at our mastermind in St. Augustine. We're doing a little bit of different Saturday morning format than we did in Delray, where the, the basically the Friday mornings as a guest presenter, uh, we got strategic coach actually coming down uh, in, in a couple weeks for this St. Augustine Friday morning. Then we workshop the information in the afternoon. And then Saturday we're doing uh, each one teach one. So uh, each of the members teaches for 20, 30 minutes on something that has really helped transform their practice. And then we can try to apply it to each of our own practices. And so he's going to discuss this in detail um, at the St. Augustine weekend. And so we dive into it today. We dive into a little bit of other things about MD marketing and all kinds of other topics. Um, you know, Dr. Hussain is has got a great practice, has done a lot of things, and it's cool to see him still push the envelope and try to keep on growing. So here is my interview with Dr. Anthony Hussein. All right. Welcome to the show, Anthony. I really appreciate your time today. Um, before we dive into certain things such as uh, the, you know, the mastermind group, the patient adherence, the app you utilize to achieve that, uh, tell us a little about yourself uh, personally and professionally, and we'll go from there. So uh, I've been in practice for about almost 25 years and uh, originally from the Midwest and uh, practiced in Chicago for about four years and realized that uh, Chicago winners weren't for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the wife and I moved uh, closer to where her parents were, which is Alabama, which was dramatically different from Chicago, but, but, uh, we located in Huntsville, Alabama and been here for now 22 years. And, uh, and I've opened two practices and, um, very diverse type of practice, very, you know, evidence informed based, but we've had, you know, anesthesiologists work with us. We've had PTs work with us, you know, right now, the current, uh, the current model is we're clinic gym hybrid. Mm-hmm. And in one location, and then just a a uh, just a solo doctor in a second location, and and it's been it's been amazing. Yeah, you've had a, a great practice over the years. It's been good to 
to get you to know you over the years as well. Um, and you actually just, uh, I want to dive into it a little bit too, because uh, I just announced it actually, as we recorded this, you, you won our little marketing challenge, our marketing campaign <laughs> challenge. And, uh, you got the RRS education subscription for the year and you had the MD marketing one. So that sounded like that was a huge aspect of your growth was the MD marketing. Can you touch on how, I mean, you don't have to dive into all the, the nuts and bolts of it, but how that really just exponentially grew your practice. Yeah. So, so when I was in Chicago, I, uh, I ran the rehab uh, portion of a pain clinic mm -hmm. and and we had an anesthesiologist, we had a psychologist, we had a neurologist and a neurosurgeon. Mm -hmm. And working with them, I, I got a chance to realize how much they didn't know where I fit in. Mm -hmm. And so I got, uh, I created an environment where I could communicate with them and, and kind of hone that message so that I could, I could explain to them in a simple way what I was bringing to the practice. And so when I moved to Huntsville, I had that conversation already practice from my previous environment. And so the next step was, okay, uh, how do we market to doctors? And for me, I had two close friends that were already in the pharmaceutical industry and the device industry when it comes to uh, medicine. And in talking with them uh, over, the, you know, over the years, I realized that the best way to, to market to MDs was not to reinvent the wheel, but to market to them in a way that they were already being marketed to. Mm -hmm. And thus, that's how we designed our marketing program around uh, previous models that were already in existence. They just weren't in existence for chiropractic, so that we had to create them on our own. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, for our listeners, you can search the Facebook group for the I think it was like seven steps you laid out really nicely. Uh, but if you could just put a bow on it and, and what was the essential message that you needed to get across to them uh, efficiently? Well, the, the most important thing I realized is that we needed to not change their behavior. If we were going to try to change their behavior, it wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. So the key was showing them where we fit into their behavior. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the point that we really, that, 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 that gravitated and took hold with them is that explain to them that when somebody failed conservative care or when, when somebody failed physical therapy, mm -hmm. it didn't mean that they failed conservative care mm -hmm. and, and, and putting us as the next step when physical therapy fails, then call us, especially if somebody doesn't want surgery yet. And that was an easy, that was an easy plug because a lot of patients when they fail physical therapy, don't want surgery. They want, what other options do I have doctor? And that was a hole that wasn't filled yet. And they didn't want to send them to the pain clinic because they knew that was a slippery slope that they may never get back from. And so they're looking for options to fill that niche. And that's where we fit in. Yeah, I think that's like a million dollar idea. When I was reading through that, when I was putting together the the post for the poll, I was like, shit, I never thought about that in 17 years. I've always was trying to be their first option. And that's just going to be a hard sell for many, you know, like you might get some outliers. Like we have an MD who loves active release technique. He, he had it done and all that. He's a primary 
care doctor. So like we get referrals for ART because that's got a, for him, at least it's got a, a special little, you know, niche. Uh, right. but for the most part, you, you, like you said, you're not going to change their actions and behaviors. You got to just let them know, like, because there's so many people that don't want surgery. And, and like you said, just because physical therapy didn't work, didn't mean that's the end of conservative care. Well, and the, and the interesting thing that happened over the years is that over time, as, as we continue to get people better who failed physical therapy, we started to become the default. Because now instead of why try physical therapy, if I could just fast forward them to spine care and expedite the process of my patient getting better. And so by getting their failures better, Mm -hmm. we actually jumped them in the process. That's great. Yeah. Because they started to realize like, oh, well, because you obviously were communicating with that doctor, like, oh, look, they got better. Uh, And they started to realize they weren't getting better necessarily with PT, but they were with what you're doing. And like you just said, kind of bypass that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's what happened, and it and it it was. I mean, it was a little. It takes a little work. I mean, it was a yeah. seven step process, so it, it wasn't a quick idea. Oh, yeah. But I think if you go through it, mm-hmm. the the benefits are amazing. Yeah, you know, and it was ideas like that, which was, and honestly, you were one of the. And I've talked to you about this. You were one of the ones that spurred me along to to start this mastermind in Florida because you you attended our CSA retreat, which uh, was down here in Florida prior to the pandemic. And we had a great group, um, but it was a very uh, eclectic group, right? Like we had some students, we had a lot of, you know, new, new grads. We had a, a few that were established like you and me and, and such. And it was, it was a great weekend. Um, but you mentioned like something of where it's all high level chiropractors are all trying to, to think big. And, and that was a big uh, kind of, seed you planted for me a few years prior and then and then decided to, to to jump on doing kind of a high level mastermind here in florida so so thank you for that uh and, and my question for you is like why did you join the mastermind well you know the, the, that meeting that we had was you know down in florida a few years back it it made me realize that that i needed the environment that, you know, the, a lot of the younger doctors, what they were getting was just uh, so much, so much good information. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and a lot of the more senior doctors were doing a lot of the educating, you know, they're, they're sharing, you know, nuggets and insights. And, and what I, I felt going through that is like, man, if we could only just have a group of all these docs who are all teaching the younger docs yeah. to learn from each other. Because even though we've all kind of evolved in the same direction, we've all had successes in different areas mm-hmm. that we could, we could learn from if we had an environment to actually, you know, allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's, that's when, that's when I talked you know, talk with you and I was like, man, this would be really cool if we could just mm-hmm. get, you know, 20 of these guys that have mm-hmm. been doing this for 15 to 20 years, but, but, but have been in, on their own island for so long. Mm-hmm. And to get a chance to now talk and cross pollinate and, and learn from each other. Yeah. And that was like, when I sat down to put some of the parameters on it, um, I was like, you know what, I thought putting, I thought, you know, I, I did a financial uh, hurdle that they had to hit like a, a certain amount of revenue, just cause I figured, you know, I'm not going to put a, an age or, or necessarily time in practice. Although 
I would say most have been in practice for, for a handful of years for sure. But I was going to, I'm going to put a, like, you know, let's put a practice growth kind of entry level on it. Um, and I thought it worked out well, cause we do have a, a few younger docs, but they're in practices that are really doing well. And, uh, I talked to a couple of the seasoned veterans out there. They got a lot of good, fresh ideas from the, the successful, uh, younger docs too. So it was a nice mix of people. Um, and you know, when, when I put it together, I definitely was pretty excited about the people that were, were starting to join. And I, and I just remember talking to some people after that weekend or even during just some of the conversations were, were great. Um, what were a couple of things you got out of that first weekend? Oh man. Um, I knew you had some good conversations with, with Jay. Oh yeah. Jay's, I mean, you know, sometimes you can just get a rock star that shows up. <laughs> and then, and that's, that's Jay, Jay Greenstein. Right yeah. So, you know, you know, but so it's just the, the passion and, yeah. and how much work they're doing, even though they're successful, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and not complacent at all and, mm-hmm. and, and continuing to drive and innovate and come up with new ideas. For me, that's motivating. And, and and sometimes you, you, you don't have a lot of people mm-hmm. that you can share the stresses of a, you know, of a big practice with that are going to yeah. get you. And, and so, so having a room that gets you and, and has, has, you know, traveled in your shoes and, and can talk and communicate and share mm-hmm. strategies. I mean, there, there's just, there's not many rooms in the world like that. And yeah. so for me, that's the value. That's why I thought like when we were on that boat trip and, and uh, I think you were at that, the same table, I, I wasn't at the table, but I, I hopped in for a little bit where, you know, I think you and, and Mark King and Donna Maloney, his wife partners in practicing in life and, and Jay was there and, and talking to Mark and, and, and Donna, like they got a, a massive practice, um, but it's not without struggle, right? Okay. It's just, right. It's just different, diff- different struggle, but it's great to hear people that are doing great big things and have very uh, successful practices from all stages still need people to talk to. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and I think you were in on that conversation a little bit too. Yeah, that was, that was a fun time. And uh, they're just, I was seeing what Mark has done and you know, that that's just a whole different level of, uh, of, uh, of challenge and, you know, and, and bringing in the multiple doctors and, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's interesting to see the, the, the challenges that he has at that stage, yeah. because it's something that's not even on my radar yet from my own practice, but you know, it's now that it is something that's possible. And one of the things that I, I remember emailing everybody about was coming there with a beginner's mind. And I was so impressed by, by both Mark and Donna, where, you know, they came and, and were, were like really open-minded and absorbed and, and didn't come in there um, like you, you would expect how long they've been doing this and successful. Like they came in and were very just like beginner mind, which is great. And I think that was a big part of everybody meshing well together. Yeah. I mean, I love the hot seat, you know, where, you know, everybody felt vulnerable, yeah. which was, a, you know, just a, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great, you know, when you're among peers like that, yeah, I think uh, it's 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 healthy to to feel vulnerable, uh, and and you learn so much more in that situation. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I'm gonna the Saturday. So give give everybody the audience a little bit of the framework is 
it's basically a Friday, Saturday thing. And, and Friday uh, in the morning, we have a guest presenter. Like we're, we got St. Augustine, Florida coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, strategic coach is coming down and doing their uh, four hour presentation. And in the afternoon, we kind of get in and out of small groups and into the big group and everybody's helping out through that particular theme. And then Saturday that we did in January was a hot seat, 15 minutes of like, tell us your biggest struggle or your biggest growth opportunity. And then people just kind of peppered them with ideas and thoughts. And we recorded on video for that person to keep and really just like you said, get vulnerable and, and get some, get some feedback. And, and I know Jeff doesn't mind me talking about it because I was on his podcast. When we talked about it, but Jeff Williams, who's got a great practice, you know, and he needs to get, a, we need to get him an associate. Right. And like, that's right. kind of as a group, we're all working on getting Jeff an associate, you know? And so he was up there and we were kind of working through some of that. Uh, Cause he's got a really busy, successful practice, but it's all on him right now as far as clinical. All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors. And you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel MCM. That is bit.ly bit.ly propel MCM modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link and we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. Hey, Doc, are you moving office spaces or you're a startup with your own new space or you're like me where you need renovations because it's starting to look a little worn after about 10 years like ours is? Um, Crossfields Chiropractic Office Design is here to elevate you wherever you're at, and they're going to help maximize your space and flow. They're going to really help attract and retain patients, and this is going to have a great ROI on your investment when you increase that patient experience. So check out Chiropractic office designs by Crossfields. And we have a special link for modern chiropractic marketing listeners. And that is www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. And with that, you're going to have discounts. We're going to have direct links to a mega bundle of free resources. And you can check them out and you can get 15 of our most popular floor plans, five phase checklist for a startup office, five point designer checklist to evaluate your current office image. And there's 30% off on all online products when you go to www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. So, um, yeah, it was cool to do that in St. Augustine. We're going to switch it up a little bit and you're been kind enough to be one of our, uh, each one teach ones, which is we're going to, we, we cherry picked five or six members to get up and present for 20 to 30 minutes, mostly 20 minutes with 10 to minute Q&A on, on something that's uh, really impacted their practice from a growth standpoint. And that's where I want to transition a little bit here is you're going to speak a, a little bit on something that's been, you know, very successful. You, you, you've done a great job of getting the new patients in, 
But as many chiropractors know, it's like, how do we do a good job of keeping them in as they should, like within a re reasonable treatment plan? And so your patient adherence has improved. Uh, and so I want you to talk a little bit about, uh, you don't need to go into your 20 minute presentation right now that right. you're going to do for the mastermind, but um, just a little bit of like, you know, what you've done to improve your patient adherence. So um, I'll take a, I'll take a step back um, a little bit and how this uh, developed Yep. back, back when, um, back when, uh, I was a, a baseball player in high school mm -hmm. and, and I had, I had chronic back issues and I'd been to different providers and nobody could, could understand what was going on. Cause you know, I'm a 17 year old kid and you know, you're not supposed to have back pain at 17. Yeah. And, 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 and eventually I got to a chiropractor and the chiropractor said, you know, I don't know what's going on, but here's what I want you to do. And he gave me a note card and on the note card, he said, here's what I want you to, I want you to record on this note card every single time your pain gets worse and surprises you. Mm -hmm. And so, so I kept this note card with me and I'd start tracking the pain. And eventually, you know, he, he figured out, you know, still didn't, I just, I didn't understand the diagnosis at the time, but he figured out why I wasn't healing. Mm -hmm. And which was, I played, I, I'd play accident, axes and allies. If you, I don't know if you remember it's, it's an oh, old game, man. You're dating yourself and me. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but, but and these and these games were not hour long; they were days long, right? Yeah. And, and I'd play them on the floor with friends, and so we we just put it hours in. But he, but we started to realize that my pain episodes would spike every single time one of these marathon sessions would happen. Yeah. So so he modified. You know, he said, "Hey, yeah, I want you guys to do this on the table. I want, I want you to change where you're doing it so that we can change up the, you know, the position yeah. that you're in." And whatnot and, and that solved it you know and all these other guys were you know trying to figure out baseball and my pitching motion and, and all these different things and this guy yeah. figured out that no it had nothing to do with that it had to do with me playing marathon games of access and allies and so fast forward to chiropractic school and then, uh -huh. and then going through mckenzie training and then going through mcgill training and and i realized that understanding you know context was is everything you know it, mm -hmm. you know pathology means so little without context behind it and so for me you know i i use the same model with my patients for years where I'd, I'd give them a notebook and i say okay in the notebook here's what i want you to do i want you to i want to i want every single time your pain changes character every single time it changes location or every single time it surprises you i want you to to document that moment so that you and i can revisit it talk about it and so I used that for years. And then, you know, back in 2010, you know, the iPhone, you know, yeah. came on. And so I said, okay, instead of a notebook, I'm just going to have you do use the note section of the phone. So, mm -hmm. so we were using the phone. I was just using it in a labor intensive way. Yeah, and I had yeah. to type in, in the note section. Yeah. And then uh, uh, a few years back, uh, two friends of mine, one's a, he was, you know, being in Rocket City, you know, Huntsville, I'm surrounded by engineers everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we were having a beer and I was like, you know, I, can we create an app that can capture this so that I don't have to have my patients typing in all this stuff constantly and they yeah. could just open this up. And so we started, we started down that route and that's how we built it. And so basically it's a, it's a pain journal that the patient has yeah. where they capture these, these events um, and it captures the mechanics of the event as well as their current psychology, what's happening with them, you know, are they anxious, anxiety, frustrated? You know, so we're trying to capture 
that moment in time so that I can better understand it. Mm-hmm. And then I can communicate back with them through the app. Now, they, their app populates a dashboard of all my patients. And I watch on the dashboard how the patients, you know, how they progress through their course of care. Yeah. Uh, taking a look at the events, taking a look at their psychological state. Ones who are getting worse typically float to the top of the dashboard so I can address them because, you know, their situations is, is more critical than somebody who's progressing better. Mm-hmm. So it just, it enhanced my ability to communicate with my patients in real time and, and modify their care plan based on the feedback that I'm getting back from them constantly versus waiting till next week when I see them, when all six events now get smushed into one yeah. and, and there's so much valuable information that's getting lost because we just as, as people, we just don't have a, the ability to separate those memories. They end up overlapping. Yeah. And this is great because, you know, we kind of framed it as, you know, patient adherence, but the, the more that I keep on diving into this, I keep on trying to explain to my team and other chiropractors through the podcast or other means and my coaching clients is that it's all about, it all comes back to providing the best experience uh, to that patient. And it's from a clinical experience. And it's also from just something where sometimes it's like being friendly, right? This is that clinical experience that they're not getting anywhere else where it's going to improve their clinical experience. It's going to improve their outcomes and inherently will adherence is a big factor in better outcomes. I think we've been jaded because of the other side of the profession where, uh, and that's why I actually liked the switch from patient retention to adherence because sometimes retention words matter. I know sometimes it's like playing verbal gymnastics, but a lot of like the other chiropractors would use retention, right? Like how do we get them to come in for six years and retain them? Whereas adherence is more of like, they're adhering to the care plan you gave them. That's obviously within reason. And when they do, it's, it's not about the bottom line, uh, you know, per se, yeah, it does help that, which is great, but it's going to improve their outcomes and they're going to, they're going to like, think about your story of like, let's say that chiropractor. And I, you, I know, you know, this Anthony, I'm talking to the audience, but let's say that chiropractor got you feeling better through his treatment, but never uh, really pinned it down to the, to the axis and, and, um, what's the ally, word? ally. <laughs> like never pinned it down to that. Guess what would have happened three months down the road? Yeah. It would have came right yeah. back. All right. But since he pinpointed it, most likely was able to resolve it. The treatment helped, I'm sure, but now we remove that stressor and now you're not going to have that roller coaster of pain and no pain. And so, you know, these types of, um, ways of, of, of having better, um, communication with your patients and really diving into what's causing it is going to improve their adherence and outcomes. And I, I think that's just, it's just great what you're doing with that. Well, I mean, there's, you know, uh, we, we, we did some metrics, so we, you know, I won't go into the metrics of everything mm-hmm. that we measured, but we, we, we studied, uh, 300 patients that were put on the app versus 300 that were not put on the app over yep. an 18 month period. And one of the, uh, the key insights that we found is that, well, so we have a, we have a statistic that we measure with all our doctors and we call mm. it 
ones, twos, and threes. Yep. And basically it's a patient that self discharges within that w- window of the first three visits. Mm-hmm. And so for us, if they discharge in three visits, you know, they the traction was not gained with that patient. They didn't get, they didn't have trust in the care plan. Um, they weren't being managed correctly. Something happened that they lost mm-hmm. trust and they self discharged. And, and we, we and so for us, we measure that because mm-hmm. we want to understand, you know, you know, what feeds it yeah. and uh, the, a book uh, uh, few, uh i think about a year and a half ago i came across with uh, joey coleman's book you know Never yeah, Lose a yeah i had hand, him on the right? i had him on the podcast yeah okay so he talks about that 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 initial buyer's remorse phase mm-hmm. which which completely made sense to me that this one two and three population was exactly that's what they were going through yeah. buyer's remorse you know and 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 what we saw with the app is that when we implemented the app, we saw a 65% reduction in one, twos, and threes with people yeah. who were using the app versus those who weren't using the app. Mm-hmm. So we went down from 30% to 10% just on the people using the app. And, and, and what made sense is that we were communicating during that buyer's remorse phase. Yeah. We were touching base. We were managing their pain, especially at an elevated state, because when they're first at the clinic, it's probably at the highest level the pain is going to be. And so having an ability to communicate in a frequent way during a highly anxious time Mm -hmm. was a key tool for getting them through that initial buyer's more space Mm -hmm. and gaining traction and, and gaining adherence to the care plan and improving the outcomes down the road. Yeah. I mean, and, and where are they getting that elsewhere in healthcare? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're not, you know, and right. I, we just had an interesting, um, we did a text message campaign and, and it was very successful. And one of the parameters was we sent it out to anybody that hadn't been in, in a year and within four years. And we got a learning lesson from one of our patients who kind of blasted us was like, Oh, I didn't get better. And, um, and I didn't feel like I was, uh, you know, paid attention to enough. And when I stopped coming in, I wasn't even uh, called to see how I was doing. So I looked at the patient and she came in four times. She was like 70 years old. Um, I know my treatment plan wasn't four visits, but two things I took away from that was obviously I didn't do a good enough job of communicating the treatment plan to her. And for some reason thought she thought she'd be better in four visits. So I take responsibility for that. And two, uh, and we do a much better job of it now is like, we didn't follow up with the patient when she fell off. And, and that, again, that was four years ago. We're, we're much better at it now. Um, but it was a learning lesson of like, if you have touch points, like what you're talking about, um, that patient most likely would have filled the treatment plan, probably gotten better and probably would have referred to us people come back for things and definitely wouldn't have texted back really upset with us, right? Right. No, absolutely. And I mean, one one part of the app that we actually developed specifically for this is uh, mm-hmm. it's a mental state part of the app because sometimes people will be progressing and getting better, mm-hmm. but mentally they're still frustrated. Yep. And, and and being able to identify those who, you know, they're frustrated, they're getting better, but they thought they'd get better faster. Yeah. You know, so now that person is, is, is a, a risk of self-discharge, even though they're progressing and, and you're not going to see that if you're only measuring your, their pain mm-hmm. scale, you've got to look at their mental state and see where they're at so that you can address it the next mm-hmm. visit and, you know, and, and, and find a way to objectify what's going on versus subjective. Yeah, that's great. And I, obviously I know 
uh, Jay Greenstein was our guest presenter in, in, in Del Rey, and he talked a lot about processes. And, and this is a process, right? Like you got to have a good process in place to where you can get that information out of them because there's a lot of moving parts to patient care. And when you get busy, like your practice is and stuff like that, like if you don't have a process in place uh, to, to catch this, uh, then it's just, you're going to have a ton of things slipping through the cracks and you're in its missed opportunities. So, um, are you, have you released this out to other providers to use at this point, or is it something you just nah. kind of kept in in house? Yeah, we developed it in house because yeah. I, you know, it was just, you know, I, I wanted, you know, something to replace, you know, a notepad, Yeah. but you know, seeing the results, I've started utilizing it with my other doctors and then yep. seeing their results. I felt that this is something that probably would be beneficial to a lot of other practices, mm -hmm. but that leap is a far more complicated leap than the leap of, Hey, getting one of my other doctors to start using it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I get it. So we're in, the, we're in the process of doing some beta testing with yeah. some other remote practices mm -hmm. and testing it out. But, uh, but we haven't, we haven't released it at all, but I, the goal is to figure out that next step and okay, how, how do I take something that works in my clinic yeah. and roll it out to another clinic with a different staff, with a different doctor mm -hmm. and yet replicate the same, uh, the same results. Yeah. I'm not sure what came of it, but I know like one of the benefits of the mastermind was there's, there was multiple, um, collaboration ideas uh, within a group. And I know you and Jay had a lot of conversations about app collaboration things, or just even picking each other's brain on that. So that was cool for you to get some of that, in, those insights, because he's got an app <clears throat> different, um, uh, you know, de definitely different, but uh, could be some kind of collaboration there. Who knows? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and just having a, a group to, 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 you know, a, a, a very controlled group, Mm -hmm. to be able to bounce ideas off of, to, to test things, you know, for me, mm -hmm. part of, part of joining the, the mastermind is just be able to you know, have a, a group of docs that I know a lot of different variables have been removed. You know, they're not young. You know, so, 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 cause you, you want to remove as many as possible so that I can, you know, I can figure out what's not working if we try to roll it out with somebody. And because it is, you know, it's just, you know, when you run a full-time practice, trying to test something in a remote location across the yeah. country is uh, not the easiest thing yeah, to do. It's, it's hard. It's still be it's a hard. practice, right? It's hard. Yeah, there's no doubt. And that's why, like, when I designed the uh, guest presenters for this year, you know, we had Jay the first time. We got strategic coach uh, this time around, really diving into dangers, opportunities, and strengths. And then the front stage, backstage of a practice, like really diving into the unique process is going to be great. Uh, and then Mark King is going to present in the third one, a lot about clinical leadership and, and practice growth. And then I got delegate solutions, Emily Morgan, the founder of that company speaking in Key Largo on everything delegation to get some of these things off your plate. Cause that's the other thing is like a lot of us in this group, um, some of our success ahead lies in doing less. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So that's why I kind of designed it that way. And then um, I'm excited. I'm already getting 2023 kind of organized. I haven't done anything to kind of announce that at all, but I've got two speakers locked in. I've got right. um, a scheduling institute is going to be coming to talk about everything front desk and really dive into the nitty gritty with that. And I got Ray Tuck, who is kind of the CEO of, uh, of a large practice group that he, he developed. 
and we're going to dive into how to be the CEO of your company. Um, and he's already, yeah, he's already locked in for January of 2023 awesome. and scheduling Institute. We're locking in on either the second or third, uh, particular meeting. And then I've got a few others I'm looking into for the other ones, but uh, yeah, it's, a, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to running into you again here in St. Augustine in a couple of weeks. Um, and, and some of the fun is just, is just hanging out and doing the different activities and having some drinks and talking shop. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we need a break. <laughs> yeah. That's the other part too, is like, that's why I wanted it. Like I wanted to be heavy learning, but also enjoying it. Um, and I think that's somewhere where some of the magic is, right? Yeah, exactly. So, cool. Thanks for your time today, Anthony. I really appreciate you giving us some insights on the mastermind, what you got out of it, the, uh, ins and outs of the M MD marketing and obviously the, the patient adherence and, um, uh, just some really good, good gems that you delivered for us today. So I thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Definitely. Um, if anybody wants to reach out and ask questions for you, how can they do that? Um, probably just, uh, email me. Uh, my email is spine, the number one care at gmail.com. Perfect. And that's, by far the easiest way to get hold of me. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Kevin. That is it for this week's episode. But before you leave, check us out at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com for all kinds of free resources such as blogs and the podcast episodes. We've got online courses. You can check out the Chiropractic Success Academy there, which is an amazing online coaching system for you at a very affordable monthly rate. Uh, there's a free online course on the modernchiropracticmarketing.com website, so check that out. If you're interested in some one-on-one -on -one coaching, we can do that as well. We have all kinds of resources for you there, and we would also truly appreciate if you could rate and review this podcast if you're getting valuable information out of it. I can't thank you enough, and we'll see you next week.